Yo, good morning to everyone out there listening right now, or good afternoon, whatever time it is in the world, wherever you are in the world. In Kansas, it is, let's see, in Kansas, it is mid-morning, early afternoon. Um, Not sure where the other, where Elijah or... You know, like, I have never known how to pronounce your name, man. Uh, I think it's just any one or the other. I don't know. I'll have a fun space up here on stage with myself if I have to. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tweet this out in a second. So if either of y'all want to come up on stage, feel free to. Otherwise, I don't know, man. I'll just sit here and go through whatever else until then. Um, I feel bad. I started the space a few minutes late again. Happens. Like, it's what happens whenever you use a two-phone system. Two-phone system to be able to get going with hosting the space and being able to then go back over. And uh, I guess having both accounts running on here simultaneously. Got to figure it out, though. So we're here. We're live. It's another wonky Friday. Um, one of the best days of the entire week, in my unbiased opinion. Cube, what's going on, man? Welcome back up on stage. Well, uh, a couple technical difficulties with the uh, AirPods. It's a great day. I tweeted it out this morning. My four-year-old saw her first massive rainbow and absolutely lost her shit. No way. so got some great pictures out of the deal, but I mean, I think that set the stage for an amazing day. Uh, it's Friday. Gonna go play a little bit of golf ahead of a massive tournament this weekend. Get a little practice round in, see if I can win some money to funnel into some wonky stonk bids. Bro, what is the feeling whenever that happens, right? Like whenever, you know, because I'm not a father and... I'm just curious, whatever you see your kid kind of notice and appreciate something like that for the first time, how does it feel for you? Dude, it's everybody speaks in cliches like parenting is the best thing in the world, but it's 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 truly magical as ridiculous as that sounds when they experience something. Something as simple as a rainbow, if you could have seen her face, it was it's it makes everything worth it. Like I've, I've said in spaces previously, uh, parenting is unbelievably difficult. Your life is never the same. And there are more difficult slash shitty parts than there are really cool ones. But the, the very cool, the rare, the first times thing happen is so momentous and makes it worth it, you know, 10, 20 fold. You're basically leverage mm-hmm. trading your emotions when you have children. <laughs> oh but, but, shoot, I believe it, man. Cool. Because I believe, like you know, whenever they're whenever they're upset, and especially if you feel like you're the cause, like that has to hurt twenty times more. Also, well, like wait till you you know eventually you'll probably have kids someday. Right. Daycare drop off is the worst thing in the world because they don't oh, want you to go. Shoot, yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ, I got to I got to get to work. 
and sometimes you're stuck there for 10, 15 minutes, kids. It's just con. There's at least one kid at daycare having a full blown meltdown. Whenever you show up, but like I said, it's totally worth it. It means that hey, at least they miss you, so you're doing something right. So they feel that sense of abandonment, and uh, I mean, like I guess in their you know their eyes, probably day one. I mean, they are being abandoned, right? Like it's the first Absolutely. time they've but ever been the dropped ridiculous. off with somebody random, and. But but here's the thing, and the kids, kids are intuitively smart, and our our four year old, she is a master manipulator, and now she just does it for attention, so she can get shit out of the deal. It's crazy, it's crazy. So, uh, but it's a blast. And then you know, so then we got a year and a half. I uh, got two girls, and it, they are complete opposite babies at the baby's threshold. The point in life compared to where the four-year-old was, you know, at that time, total opposites. It, it's it's mind-blowing. And so it's cool to watch that stuff evolve. And, you know, you go to work, come home, see the kids, pick them up. That's fun. And then you DJ out on NFTs with your NFT friends, like uh, the ones you <laughs> I love it, man. Well, you know, one of the things from your job that sounds cool is you have a little bit of flexibility with what you do from the sounds of it, right? You're not in the office 24-7. Um, so it sounds like you've got a little bit of flexibility to kind of be able to make time in the margin for some of that stuff. That That's what's cool about this space is it's kind of, you can always find somebody to talk to, be it a Discord or on Twitter. But yeah, yeah, me being in, in the sales role, it, it ebbs and flows in, in cycles. Um but yeah, somebody's always there to shoot the shit or there's always something happening. So yeah, I, I'm i very fortunate and blessed in that regard that I love what I do. I get to help feed America. That's uh, good <laughs> shit. I love it, man. I love it. I'm, I'm trying to... My MetaMask was being slow. I'm trying to get on there right now and pick out a stonk of the day to give away. Nice. Um, let's see. Well, and I have to shout... I got to shout you and Hondo out for what you did with the uh, uh, whole adding Hondo. the trait bidding feature. Yeah, it's all Hondo. I, I mean, it's like a click of a button, but got it done. <laughs> so it's in there. Uh, but yeah, no, Hondo took care of that. We, uh, we had a call and talked through a few things this last week. And um, yeah, that was one of them. And he just immediately went and knocked it out. So, but yeah, it is pretty cool. And it's one of those things I'm surprised we didn't have enabled earlier because it's just it makes it a lot easier like you know i saw wake uh jake webster or whatever you know ended up getting a few or a couple of really sick gradient bids that he ended up getting accepted i think that he bid right above whatever you know the collection offer was and he got some sick gradients that he was able to just you know take or the wonky gradients just sweep well below the floor because that was enabled. You know, I love it, man, because it's one of those things where, you know, hey, if it enables people to be able to stack like that, like, why not? You know, I'd rather have people that, you know, are collecting um, and want to add to that, you know, be able to have that type of ability than just, you know, some type of floor flipper at the bottom. And again, like, no hate toward whoever is doing that. Like, I think all activity on a collection is good activity. Um, but you know, like, Hey, enable it to the people that really want to be able to, you know, do that and keep it. 
Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. So, like, if you go back to my Genesis wallet, I have like 300 some stonks saved, most of which are ribbons, ichis, or just awesome gradients. This is gonna make my life a whole hell of a lot easier. But fun fact that I realized. So, uh, I bought some ETH this morning, wrapped it, and then forgot that I had some bids out on ETH. You know, you, you can make your collection offer. I said it for three days. This was on EZUS, right? And so the ETH got transferred over. I'm looking through my wallet and, like, only part of my wet ETH came through. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Well, turns out my offers were still on the EZU. So I had an EZU get accepted that is literally ranked 14,500 out of 500. Now I'm trying to sell that so I can get, <laughs> so I can make my ribbon off. Wait, so wait, I got, a, and was the offer like an old offer, well above what the floor is, or something like that too? No, it's not growth. Okay, so it was an old offer. The offer was for point oh eight. The floor is at like point oh seven five right now. So it was above the floor, and then I get this two uh, percent sub two percent bottom dweller in rarity, uh, and I like what the the easies look cool, but I don't vibe with the one that's in my wallet right now. <laughs> And I want to bid on some ribbons. I feel that, but man. <laughs> um, it's uh, funny, dude. I, I mean, it almost like obviously not the the exact same scenario, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of you know, like what happened with the keyboard monkey penguin saga <laughs> recently, where he had those old listings that were still on, you know, whatever he got his whatever his bid was accepted he still had those old listings and it's one of those messy things that you know can easily get you i guess if you spend long enough in a collection and you know just kind of forget about it like it's you know i think it can happen to the best of us and i almost think it's impressive though cube i think there should be something said you know there's a lot of value put toward the rarest things of a you know, collection, I think there there should be something said for having something toward the spectrum of, like, the absolute most common of a collection as well. Yeah, the, uh, uh, what would be the politically incorrect thing? The the short <laughs> of the collection, so to speak. But that's that's what I had a bit accepted on this morning, and I'm trying to uh, tax loss harvest that for a point oh one, you know, point oh one loss. So let's go. If anybody's in the market for an Izu, I'll make you a hell of a deal. Love the Izus, though. Not talking shit. Just don't like the one that I have. Bog's <laughs> up here. It's funny. What's up, Bog? What's going on, everyone? Dude. What's up, Bog? Not much. I'm talking to Luca later about the... We're having a call. We're going to get this mochi donut thing going. We're going to probably have a thing in our basil. So it's going to be... My my joke of an idea is, is becoming... I'm, I'm memeing it into reality. So that's always fun. But um, I, I was going to say, I just saw like an interesting tweet. I feel like you did this first, Kaleo, but uh, ice bags, they're like buying back 5% of their uh, supply. I'm like, hmm, I think I know someone who did that already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's see. Let's see. I, I, I've done <laughs> like at least a few hundred stocks total, like at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
Yeah. You should tweet, you should, you got to reply back. You got to reply back and be like, dude, I'm giving them, I'm not only like he's vesting them in a smart contract for two years. I'm like, dog, I'm I'm handing these back to the community. Even, I was gonna say you're a maybe maybe that was a smarter way to do it, Bog. Maybe I should have said like I'm gonna lock these up and sell them again one day. But no, nah, they're just <laughs> all right, giving them away. No, uh, it's gonna work. It's gonna work, man. Look at what's happening with the rogs right now. Memes like they, pe- people don't understand. Like the the thing about meme like things in general, like you don't know when they're gonna hit, but when they do hit, they're gonna hit hard. And I think. Any t- like I think it's going to be the next bull market because no one's trading shit coins now. So, you know, yeah, that's like- my thing too. Yeah, like, and, and you know, that's what we've talked about during all of this too. Is you know the expectation that I have for the stocks again? It's one of those things. Like, dude, if you just vibe and survive throughout the bear market, like value, you know, value usually finds itself on the other side during the bull. And yeah, that's the whole thing. I think not just the stocks, right? It's really any project that you're passionate about. Like, it's yeah, like that's what it what it's going to look like. Unfortunately, and why why I say unfortunately because you know, like in this space, people become so accustomed to the quick, you know, dopamine fill of just immediately getting into something and then shoot it does a 20x and then you're out right like and i don't think that teaches good habits either for being able to really be successful in this space that's one thing that's a little bit different about nfts it's like okay you got them and you know there's not nearly the type of mentality across the board at least on the public facing side of things you know for searching that out obviously you know whenever you start tracking down individual wallets like it's a different story but you know, I think it's one of those things, again, like, you know, it'll pay off on the other side, you know, in the next couple of years, whenever the bull market starts, high conviction projects, high conviction investments, like, dude, that's the type of thing that, you know, patience with it, usually, you know, like, you have a better chance of it paying off. Yeah, no, I, I locked all my stonks in my, you know, one of my cold wallets. So it's like, that's, that's just chilling. And I think, the funny thing is going to be like I think pseudo swap is the way. Uh, like I kind of like picture it now. Like I wouldn't do set up a pool now, but we could set up a big pool like when things start getting hot and like people will be trading pictures of stocks and stocks itself on pseudo swap will be like the meme, you know? Like that that'll be really funny. But I think pseudo swap is the future. Um, Messi's making a killing, man. I, I wish I followed his play on the Renga boxes. He bought a bunch of Webiverse. He bought it. Now he's just like memeing boxes. Like he bought like 500 Doodles boxes. Um, I don't know. Like he's, he's he's cornering the boxes market. I think that's like messy. Like, which, which like uh, you know altcoin messy. Altcoin. Who's altcoin messy? Uh, the the shitcoin guy. Remember? Are you talking about Ad and Fintum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. He's on uh, his I mean, alt now, though. I don't think he tweets on his main yeah, anymore. So he doesn't tweet on his. What's his alt? I didn't know he had an alt. Oh yeah, it's Lord Bogdanov. It's it's private, so you, I can't pin anything. Let's see. Um, I'm surprised I didn't know he had an alt. But okay, yeah, look at it. Renga Bolke. Okay, he has Lord Bog. See what the heck? I would have followed him a long time ago. Yeah, he's been like 
degening really hard with he has the number one pool. I think he has like the most transactions on pseudo swap. So if they do like a transaction like the most transactions for, on pseudo swap total for for all like, of his pools. Yeah, yeah. He has like tens of thousands. Like I think he's gonna get like literally a seven figure airdrop from pseudo if they wind up doing that. Well it depends on how they do their airdrop as True. well, right? Like Yeah. If it's volume based or yeah, because, um, like, I know Bob Laxative got a little bit screwed when it came to the ENS airdrop. Yeah, I'm but still screwed to be fair, Bob Laxative still made out all right with all of his ENS domain. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he made a killing on that. I One of the still... regrets, yeah, not getting those three or four digits when I had the chance to. Oof. Yeah. I feel that bad. Okay, yeah, here's what it is. So I looked at, like, yeah, Messi just has deleted all his tweets, so it's just tough to be able to look through all of them. You know, I, like, I remember talking to him. I met him a couple of years back. Good dude. Um, met him my first Bitcoin conference that I went to in 2021. So I guess that was last year, not a couple of years back, a little over a year ago. Just, dude, some of the time flies by and that type of stuff. But, you know, like, here's my deal with the Ringa thing. I, like, I know nothing about it. And, again, I just don't feel confident entering into the newer mid. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it he got, I don't know if he got a little bit lucky because apparently there's like some, like there's rumors of like a 10 KTF collaborate or like oh, they're behind the it. Hell? Yeah. Ring is a two now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's people are talking about it. It's going to, it's going to dump like after the fact, but everyone's talking it up because it's, they think it's related to wag me son and like 10 KTF, but I, I didn't look into it and yeah, it's, it's, sending way too hard right now to to get into yeah i swear it's always like the ones that i look at and then that i don't touch like and, and again that's why i just don't involve myself with these newer mints because i'll do 20 of these and you know all 20 of them will end up just completely flatlining and then the one that i decide not to is going to do something like this oh uh-huh, uh-huh. that's how nfts work like a hundred percent. Like that's why I'm just buying a bunch of like I think now I bought like a bunch of home run things and I'm just like, all right, if it's it's probably just a joke and like I don't know, I'm gonna create a bot for the yoga. <laughs> like your like bot. your yoga. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So I'm gonna get a dev to create a bot to like figure out like to get all like accounts for all ape holders and it just responds with their yoga ape every time they tweet. I don't know if it's possible, but I, I think it is and. Like, my thesis is I'm going to annoy them so much that, you know, they're going to just buy back the Yoga Ape and just burn, send it to a burn wallet. You know, like, that's <laughs> that's my <laughs> – that's called activist that's investing. Thesis. That's activist investing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm looking at the market right now. Or looking at some of the tr- – it looks so ugly. <laughs> I'm just praying. I'm like, God, please. Yeah. I don't want to come I mean, back here next week and be be doing this at you know twelve. Hey, I will happily like regardless of what the price is. But man, it's going to be a different environment if we're sitting here talking at twelve k next. But you know what? Like you can say the same thing every time. We said the same thing at forty k. Like oh shit, if it's at twenty k, like that's going to be tough. You know, twelve k. Like if it hit down, to, and I'm just throwing out random numbers. I'm not saying that's where I expect but like let's just say it did that also be tough but you know like we'd still be here be fine yeah 
I mean, yeah, we're 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 okay. I, I mean, the whole FedEx thing this morning. I don't know if that was just FedEx specific or like you know because like UPS seemed to be okay. And I don't know. Was like, that this morning? I thought I saw something yesterday. Oh like, yeah, afternoon about them. Yeah, I think it was just their earnings call. It was yeah aftermarket yesterday, and then. Uh, um, I guess it fell a little bit more this morning, but so dude, catch me up on that because I could have like, was it just basically them saying, "Hey, we're way down on the what we're seeing, you know, shipping, sending, whatever else." Like, yeah, so they 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 like they're not disclosing the guidance. Yeah, they're not doing guidance uh, for the foreseeable future, and they still, it, oddly enough, they still have like these like revenue targets for like twenty twenty five. And, and, like, they're still saying they're going to meet them, but they're not disclosing guidance for, like, the next year. Um, but, yeah, like, it look, I was looking at UPS, and, like, it took a little bit of a hit. Uh, you know, it's actually 6 7%, but FedEx is down, like, 20%. I mean, they're just saying, you know, there's, things are slowing down. I don't think they raised their prices, too. I, like the new, I think it's more so, like, the, the new CEO kind of, like, mishandling you know, like just operations and stuff, because it seems like U- UPS is fine. Um, but I don't know. It's like I, I saw the funniest tweet this morning. I forgot who it was, but it's like FedEx can tell me there's a, a global recession coming, but they can't tell me my package is going to be late. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, dude, everyone's so bearish. I know they have a right to be bearish, but, you know, like it's hard to be bearish when everyone on the planet is bearish and i know sometimes you know you everyone could be right but i don't know it's like look at like the eth supply too man like it's like what is it two percent emissions and until shanghai comes out like everything's really going to be like you're not going to be getting dumped on like i don't know like this seems like it's like an overreaction you know and even this morning with with the spy gapping down like two percent btc and eth really didn't you know, well, but yeah. here, okay. Here, here's the deal, though, on that bog. You know, I'm looking at it. If okay, if it somehow plays out like you know what it's shaping up right now for spy, if it plays out like it did the last couple of times, and it looked like this, I mean, the downside from here would be like another 14 percent for spy. Um, for the bottom of that, like wedge, the falling wedge that we've been stuck in, that would be kind of the support baseline. And, you know, for the stock market, that's a rather sizable move. So I'm just like sitting there hoping from that technical side that I'm looking at that I'm like, shit, I really hope this doesn't play out because then you sit there and you wonder, you know, we've seen that type of falling wedge before, and on the one, two, three, the fourth tap, a lot of the times the support on that fourth bounce is a little bit more of a dead cat bounce in and of itself there, and then it'll just completely fall off the cliff, you know, for the big wick final flush past that. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully Did you see the baseless? Have you just seen the charts with uh, you know, like leading up to like a, on a midterm year and I, I guess it could be a little bit of hopium, but uh usually well, yeah, October yeah, kind of everything kind of bottoms out. Bro, that that has been, you know, my like one silver lining potential bullish case this entire time has been okay. 
Midterms are coming up. God, please let them pull something out of their asses and save this market. I will tell you, Colette, and I'm curious your thoughts. The one that worries me the most, and I know that the White House intervened, is the rail strike, the possible rail strike. That would. I I haven't even heard of the rail strike. So yeah, um, because the big railroad, the the two biggest railroad labor unions are talking about wanting to strike. The White House this week came out, intervened, and got all the bosses together. And right now, they're still you know, running at full speed. Now, how long they're the railroad workers unions, they're going to be happy for. But if the railroads decide to strike, that's going to F absolutely everything. Cause everything that goes out on rail is going to have to find wheels and we're already, you know, a shortage for, for trucking and logistics. That's the big thing I'm watching. But like, I, I don't think the Dems are going to let that happen. Like this close to elect, like, I think they're can like, they forced stop it, to like, cave can, in. can they, you know, like, that's the question. That's a, Bog, yeah, that's I mean that's a fair point. Is they're not gonna let it happen during election run up, but afterwards, who's to say, you know, not and I guess you would say that the left typically caters towards uh, you know, unions outside of police unions. Um, but so I mean that that that's something to think about coming down the pike too that I'm watching pretty closely, just in the industry that I work in. So Yeah, I, I think for thought. bad like, you know, we need a little bit more of a biased perspective on stage. So if anybody has their pronouns in their bio and would like to come up on stage and speak to provide a little bit of, you know, a little bit of counter bias, feel free to request. I'll bring you up here. I am cube. Cube is me. I am Peng. My Peng is me. (laughs) I think I'm, I think I'm part Froyo cat now too, apparently. Part Froyo cat, yeah. I guess you've got the Froyos now, don't you? Do you have you have one, right? Um, no, I don't have a Froyo cat. Dude, you need, oh, no, yeah, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to get what you a Froyo cat. She's making Froyo twenty cat. more. What am I talking about? Oh, no, I do okay. have a Froyo cat. I you got a one on one Froyo cat? I thought. Yeah, I've got a Froyo cat. We're good. Yeah. I don't think people know about the Froyo kittens. I actually don't have any, but PP just is convincing me to buy like a shit ton of them because he filled and now he's shilling onto me. Oh yeah, dude, I've got like I think I've got two that I minted because um because yeah, I've got the cat, so yeah, I minted them. But I, I don't know, man. Here's my 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 cute thesis basically goes as follows. It's like. A lot of these projects, like the kittens, I think, you know, have the potential to make a run up. But realistically, what you're looking at here is I I think that you've got to see a run up led by some of the larger cap projects first that then trickles down into some of these smaller ones right and like yeah. you know that's yeah. that's typically the way this market goes right because like there's got to be confidence at the top and then it's a trickle down effect i honestly think you're onto something i saw the last time uh, pudgies had their little run you started seeing people pay attention to the cute uh and seals had a little run then you had um the the chubby corns had a little run so yeah i think especially in this bear man you people are like fighting for liquidity 
So whenever these, the, the cute thesis is alive and well, and honestly, like I, I know I'm kind of biased, but I think pudgies lead that charge. And once it's kind of like the trickle down pingunomics, right? I, I got a question. Like, what do you guys like? I feel like when you're looking at stuff to buy, that's the hard thing. I think the best thing to do is filter out stuff not to buy. So like, what in your opinion is like things you're just staying away from? And like, which is a gut feeling, or if you have any reasons for like just strongly staying away. I think I'm staying away from metaverse land. Oh, dude, I, I'm staying away from anything that does massive multiples, um, like Renga. You know, I, like I, I just, I, I stay away from it because I know that it's probably going to do a 10x unless I buy it, and you know, like I, I will be the death nail in that project. So. <laughs> It's like the Nickelodeon uh, NFTs. Yeah, like the Nickelodeon NFTs, bro. I mean, like anything that's overhyped, you, you never want to buy. Okay, if there's anything that is overhyped, you never want to buy it when it's being hyped like that because you're going to end up buying in some top wick and yeah. see it retrace. I mean, heck, you can even look at the goblins as an example, right? Like Goblin Town WTF, where. Um, you know, hey, there were a lot of people that said, why would it run any higher than one or two ETH when it reached there? Everybody was like, oh, that's insane. It already reached one or two ETH. Well, it went to 80 after that, right? Like absolute insanity. And there were people even that were late to that pump that still ended up seeing multiples. But if you didn't get out from that very quickly, you know, what is it today? It's like 0.8 ETH or something, right? And, you know, trickling slowly bleeding out lower and it's one of those things that again whether you know you might have some short-term upside with some of these whatever but a lot of the time when something explodes that quickly you know it slowly just bleeds out and it's very difficult to meet that or reach that level of hype again so like everybody's just discontented because they experience one feeling of euphoria. And now that that is their association with that project, that is basically it from the get go, you know, it just leads toward like, there's not really much that can satisfy that feeling again, you know, so it just sets, it sets it up to, for difficulty later on. So follow up question. And I think you've you've kind of already answered it, so maybe I'm just like adding fuel to the fire. Do you think it's like fair enough to make the assessment that like buying like buying the dip on some of these things that are 80, 90, 95% off all time highs is similar to buying like some of these dino coins? And like, can you use yeah. that as like a valid analogy? I oh, guess a hundred percent. I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Cause you still have that bag holder mentality that you have on the altcoins, and it's like yeah. the the bag holder effect have. is like one of the laws, like the, the three laws of like crypto. Like if there's like a like, I feel like the bag holder effect is real because like, yeah, psychology. You have these people who have been buying the dip and like buying their first whatever. I don't want to name any NFT names, but they have been buying stuff like on the way down. And like it just keeps going down. It's like those people who bought on the way down are frustrated with their buy, and they're going to be looking to exit um, because they're fighting for liquidity. I think it also matters on the magnitude of it, right? If something went from like ten ETH to one ETH, it's a lot harder than something that went from like point five ETH to like point zero five. Yeah, I agree. Right? 
Yeah. Oh, man, Bog. I'm looking at my ultimate, you know, I hate being this guy, my ultimate doomsday target for SPX. If somehow, like, this dump really did what, I mean, it could potentially do, say that it hits the baseline of the falling wedge, has that little dead cat, and we break down out of it, the ultimate baseline wick support somewhere around 2K for SPX. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> insane, you know, like, how insane would that be a 50% drop from here in the stock market? <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to happen still. I'm leaning against it, but shit, like, if that bottom of the baseline broke, it'd be bad. So I'm just, again... We're just hoping that something with the midterm saves us from all yeah. that. And I mean, if that happens, like, you can just picture what everything else, like, DXY is going to be, like, 160. Like, I don't know what rates are going to be. Like, it's going to be, like, bananas. <laughs> It'll be so insane. So, you know, but here, here's the thing that I think we've repeated on here continuously. Dude, like, you know, just make sure you got some capital stacked inside. Right, because if we do get that type of dip, I don't think it's going to last that long, and there will be some major opportunities that come along with it. You're just—I'm assuming you're just buying like BTC and ETH at that point, right? You're just to dip your toes back in. Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, yeah, buy buying something you know for sure is going to be able to, you know, bounce back from there is probably the smartest move. You know, like, who knows what BTC needs to do. Like, again, if the stock market crashes 50%, in a worst-case scenario, <laughs> who knows what BTC and ETH will do. <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, I think we've but... gotten to the point in the cycle where we could just laugh. <laughs> Be like, what yeah. is going to happen? <laughs> we just got to laugh, man. That's a... if you... The thing is, if you, like, That's been it. here before and you've seen like, these moves, it's like, all right. You know, it could happen. Not rule it out, but yeah, you know, that's like the best piece of advice I give people who are like dipping their toes into the water, like water for the first time in the markets. I'm like, dude, like, don't get upset when you like lose money because it's gonna happen. Like, like you just gotta get to the point where you can just laugh about it because you know, like, while it may look like it's on the brink of death, eventually it's gonna come back. But it's just. It's easier to laugh than it is to cry at some point. Yeah, I didn't fully make it this cycle. I did pretty well, but like, I'm just happy. I'm like in a way better position than I was uh, in 2018. So I think that's kind of what matters. You got to learn. Oh, dude, I made the same mistakes this time I did. <laughs> but I know better than to like squall over it, man. You just got to keep grinding. I got I got bailed out by like a last minute shit fucking DJ playing like October. Yo, Taylor, you were asking about pronouns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used I used to have mine in my bio, uh, D and Jen. Uh, those are the pronouns that I go by. Uh, please identify me as that. So, thank you. Well, you know, good to know. Appreciate that D let us know um, what Jen thinks about this. <laughs> Did I use them correctly? Uh, please help me if I'm wrong. I'm more. I'm more of a D today. Today, I'm probably more of a D uh, than the uh, Jen. Okay. Hey guys, 
What's going so, on? How are you doing, guys? Cleo, don't boot Anton off the stage today. <laughs> Anton, I'm about to kick your ass if you stay in here one minute longer. Uh, honestly, guys, this time I feel a bit scared to speak because I may get blocked again. So, <laughs> yeah. If I would like to ask something, guys. I've, I've joined the space now, and I would like to ask your opinion. There is no financial advice or so on and so forth. If in case we see a 12k BDC, uh, is it worth it to go and buy some shit coins because they will be like completely in a discount, or is that too risky? For example, I'm not touching it until like I we're like in the clear with like the majors. I mean, I'm I mean, you will get like not all the shit coins like Shiba and this kind of things, but I mean some of uh, some of uh, them that are a bit better than Shiba, for example. You get my point. So is that is that too risky, for example? Um, so too risky to buy, like, altcoins right now? I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, <clears throat> if we see a 12K BDC, for example, the rest of the shitcoins will be, like, in completely oh. discount like they will be like right completely here. dead and for example if you want to waste like a thousand bucks you can yeah yeah okay it's you, like you a raised it perfectly if you want to waste a thousand bucks then yes like that's the play you know buy some shit coins on the dip and you know you like it's almost like playing with 100x leverage in that type of situation because you got a decent chance that some of those shit coins are just going to keep bleeding out lower Versus, you know, BTC and E, at that point, you're like, well, these for sure aren't going to go to zero. So <laughs> you at least maintain <laughs> some value regardless of what happens, right? Like, so that's, yeah, like, again, you're just, the, the lower market cap that you start to play with, the higher the opportunity for, you know, to the higher get risk. Wrecked. Yeah, to the get higher wrecked. risk. <laughs> I don't think I've heard you this tickled about uh, a dying market before, Kaleo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. I don't know, man. I'm just looking at it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, just sitting here praying, God, please. Oh, man. I mean, it just, like, the, the gut feeling that I have right now, PP, is just, like, it, it's, like, the gut feeling of what I had back when BTC was at 40K that I didn't. I really didn't want to see BTC crash from 40k, and I mean, it did. That's <laughs> kind of the gut <laughs> feeling I have right now, and I'm just, you know, like again, it is what it is. Like we're gonna we're gonna survive. It'll be fine. We're gonna have our own great recession if it happens. You know, we'll be able to tell our kids and their kids. You know, we'll have our penguins we songs to hedge us, to, you know, bring us to Valhalla on the other side of it all. And, um, but until then, we just survive and pray. Bog brought up an interesting uh, thought yesterday when we were in space. It's just like some of these, like, quote unquote, blue chips, when you look at their charts uh, compared to the pudgies, it's almost like we're still waiting for some like almost like capitulation event to where like all these big uh 
like name NFTs. I'm gonna not refer to them, to them by name because I don't want to fud any of them. But if you just look at their charts compared to Pudgies, like they're on the it looks like BTC did like at the very tip top. And then you look at Pudgies and it's like been on the up and up. They're going to FOMO into like projects that are actually doing something in my opinion. Um, and it's like nobody else is doing anything. They're just uh, hyping people up with Ponzi's right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait one second, Matt. I'm gonna bring you up to stage just so you're you're requesting right now, bro. How um, is how are Doodles worth seven hundred million? That's like twenty percent of what Disney uh, bought Star Wars for. It's, it's absolute insanity. Well, never mind. Yeah, it it is a pretty insane valuation. Whenever you think about it. <laughs> Especially when Luca bought the Pudgy Penguins IP for friggin' two million dollars. I mean, I I won't lie. I'm I, I'm just. I wonder for some of these VCs that are dumping that much for the valuation into some of these projects, like, what is the, like, what is the upside that they're looking at here? Yeah, and I like I don't have the vision. And I honestly would love to see a couple of these, you know, big VC raised projects absolutely kill it so that I can see, oh, okay, yeah, like it did work out and here's the map for what they did. And, oh, man, it all seems obvious in retrospect, but um, I don't know, man, I'm like, I'm struggling <laughs> to see it right now personally. What was the raise? It was like 50 million? 54 million. And out of and I guess it's like a you know diluted. It's like a seven hundred and four million valuation. But I don't. Yeah, I like the VC's job is to just buy low and dump higher. You know, like buy. <laughs> but like I don't know, like what what's their outlook? I wish I knew like big VC guys and could pick their brain. But like I guess it just doesn't. It does. It makes absolutely no sense right now. Sorry, I think I rugged myself there for a second. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it's a head-scratcher, but, you know, like, it's, you know, it, it is a little bit of a silver lining in a market where, you know, it's saying, okay, there's still a decent amount of interest in some of these, right? Like, even in the midst of unfavorable conditions. So you ask yourself, like, shit, man, if they can raise at that valuation in a bear market, what are some of these projects going to raise at in the next bull market? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, no, totally fair. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I guess I feel like a lot better this cycle than I did last cycle when we were just like questioning like the validity of like any of this. And now it's like, you know, yeah, it's not really even a meme. Like even building with, with the pudgy community and doing like some, some stuff like that's keeping me busy while I distract myself from trading shit coins. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's fun and regardless of what happens – you know, with the macro, I don't, I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure out what's going to happen. I just know that you just need a little patience right now and, and yeah, you can figure it out then, but it's easier like to kind of decompress and sit back and try to, you know, like analyze what's going on than staring at 15 minute candles all day.
Anton, yeah, no, it really is. Anton how, how much have you been trading? Me? Guys, honestly, uh, I have stopped trading. It's been a month now. I'm back home actually having some rest and I haven't touched anything. I just stayed away since last time I blew up my portfolio. I haven't, but uh, from one Tuesday I will start again and uh, I, I will be trading only BDC, nothing else because the rest are like a suicide mission, so no way. <laughs> I got. I got. I got a big. Question I don't want to get wrecked. I don't want to get wrecked. What, what have you learned? Me. What have you learned from blowing up your account this time? Like what? What? What, what was? The, have you like assessed? Like what was the reason? I. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I think it's. No, no. Thanks. No, I like the question. Thank you very much. I feel. I feel like home in this space. Honestly, with Kalio and all you guys, I feel like always you are here, and I feel like honestly, I feel like home. The I I it's a year now that I got involved with trading and I always like I used to see it going up 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 never taking profits and I was like happy and then I was getting liquidated the 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 last time that uh, the thing that I learned last time uh, was like I was like my mind was like only bearish you know I always I remember when I was joining the space and always speaking with Kalio I always I am sure that I was the only one that I was bearish and I was saying like it was going to go down it's going to go down no way and it went all the way up. So I think this time the thing that I got and I won't forget it is like see it from both sides, not only one side in the bull run. I was only, it's going to go up and up, you know, and then we start the bear market and then I just got my mindset like bearish and uh, yeah, that's how I blow up my portfolio. And now, like I said, it's been a month that I haven't touched anything. So yeah. But I think the hard way, when you learn something, you learn the hard way. And I'm sure like all of you guys here and everyone that starts trading, if you don't blow up your wallet and if you don't go through the hell, let's say it, you won't be a proper trader. You're just going to be a, like a tourist. I don't know if that makes sense. So that's the thing I learned. And being here still... So I'll be able to learn more. So hopefully in the next bull run, we will all be rich. Do you think you're going to make that same mistake again? Or there's a possibility uh, of making that same mistake again? No, uh, I don't think that I'm going to make the same mistake because I, uh, as a person, I always learn the hard way. And when I learn something the hard way, I once I go and I once I go there and to do the same mistake for example something will click on my mind and will remind me that i did this and i got wrecked so i'm not gonna be doing the same mistake hopefully i don't know who knows but hopefully with the mindset that i, I have now i, I feel like I, I feel like the biggest thing too is after you wreck yourself like you become too risk averse and then when things get really bullish again you're you're like really taking like you're not letting like you you become like too passive, and you I mean yeah you're not you know you're not you want to maximize your, you know your your profits in a bull market but I feel like I fucked like since I fucked up royally in 2018 like I could have just let shit ride in early 2020 like the late 2020 like early 2021 you know some of those shit coins and I was just a little nervous. So I think like that's another mistake, like it compounds, right? Where it's like you, you get too 
like, you know, you become too active or too, too risk on, and then you become uh, like, consequently, like you, you go on the other end of the spectrum and you become too risk averse. And then really the happy medium is just like somewhere in the middle. Well, uh, it makes sense, but I haven't, I will, I will I, honestly, I will try not to do that. Honestly, I will try not to do, I'll try to be the best version of myself so I can write the next bull run. But we are humans. We do sometimes mistakes, but yeah, I've been listening to the space, trying to learn as much as possible so I don't do the same mistakes. So hopefully, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be doing the same mistakes, repeating the same things. But it makes sense, and uh, I am th- afraid that you are right. That I will be doing the same things as well. I will be doing the same mistakes with you because this was this is my first bear market, and uh, yeah, it makes completely sense. But hopefully, it won't be so bad. So we will be smiling in the end you know i'm just saying like that's kind of like just from my own personal experience is what happened i'm sure people maybe people are different but just that's kind of like what happened with me um but again i think it's always better to be more risk averse so it's not totally a a bad you know a total negative thing by any means but like it's a kind of mastering like risk management is an ongoing thing and i don't think we ever really master it to be honest that's 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 a that's a good point. That's a good point, really. Uh, I think Kalio should explain us some <laughs> some things here about risk management because sometimes I get like in my beginnings I was getting like uh, high leverage like sixty seven x and so on and so forth and I, yeah man I don't want to. Well, I don't want to go there. I, will tell I was you. getting, I was getting wrecked. I was getting wrecked, man. Jesus Christ! I will tell you <laughs> that that type of leverage, most likely, you're using zero risk management. <laughs> <laughs> going in, you trade with it. it was, yeah, you're you're, it you're using two You're using I'm three so arrows. Capital <laughs> risk management. Hey, on a on a lighter topic, uh, Kalea, do you plan on going to Art Basel this year, or do you know is anyone in the uh, wonky stonks community going? I want to try. Um, I am not positive whether I will or not, but I think I will be. All right, sweet. I will say that we do plan on having uh, an official budgie uh, event. It hasn't been announced yet, but it'll be going on during that time. So, would love to hang out and have a few drinks. I know a few of the uh, wonky people, some of the OGs. I know B-Ways is going, 80s is, I think T is, Rooster. There's going to be a bunch of some of the OG wonkies there. Yeah. I'm not. I have kids. Yeah, I have kids too, but it's it's a – I get to say it's uh, it's part of my work. (laughs) uh, Guys, you would love to, but I'm a bit far, so do not count on me. Dude, Bogfather, he may have a mochi donut food truck uh, by that time. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll be, I'll be actually working. I'll be doing, I'll be blue collar bog that weekend. Blue collar bog. Love to hear it. I mean, honestly, that'd be sick to be able to drive around during Art Basel, the little truck. Um, (laughs) 
I'm not sure how all, all the permits and stuff in the city of Miami work. And, you know, Lord knows, I don't know where you'd be able to find parking for that thing. But um, I think he's uh, one good, cool thing is we like, Luke, Luke was talking about like getting a lot like he knows guys. And like, luckily, he's like the king of Miami. So, well, you know, we have some some kind of options, I think. But I'm actually going to talk to him about that in an hour. So we'll see. Well, that's exciting, man. I uh, I really want to see how it plays out. Like, I want to go and find some mochi donuts still. I still need to do my competitive research for that. <laughs> yeah, I need to help and give you some feedback on what works and what doesn't. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we I think I've narrowed down, like, the – because you need, like, a, a fruit one, a savory one, um, you know, a vegan option, completely vegan option. I mean, they're all gluten-free. Uh, so yeah, you know, I've, I've honestly ate way too many mochi donuts over the last couple of weeks, but I've been kind of compensating and like getting on the Peloton, like double time. But I mean, they're actually just really good. Like I just enjoy them too. I mean, I think that's one of those things you you have to enjoy them. If you're going to open up a business, you have to like really like them, but I don't know. We got, we got to revive donuts. Like they're a staple and I feel like Duncan, like there's just no good donut shops. And I mean, if you see a pudgy eating a donut, like on, at the front in the front of the store, it's like, how can you resist like not going in? Perfect brand alignment. No, I mean, it, it, it's just it, like it's cute multiplied times cute. It's that simple. Uh, cute, cute square. Cute square. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and I mean, like as long as they're you know delicious, then it's all you need. So, yeah. Now we, <laughs> I went to so when I was in Ohio, I had one of the community members just reached out. He's like, "Yeah, man, I have a bar and grill here, and I have a kitchen. We were just making some test donuts, but he's been working on them, making like batch after batch, and he's starting to add them to the met to his menu for dessert. Um, I don't know." It's going to be interesting to see what people in Ohio like think about mochi donuts, but uh, we're we're working on a recipe. So um, hopefully we have something good by then. That's I think the thing I'm kind of worried about the most is kind of perfecting that. But um, everything else, like the operational, when they like an operational standpoint, should be shouldn't be too hard to to get set up. Bro, I'm like I love the fact that you guys are actually following through with this. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it progresses. Uh, Matt, what's going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I've been following that. Uh, hey, I'm struggling to hear you a little bit. It sounds like you're far away from your mic, sir. Are you? You're cutting out a little bit on us. Like I'm trying. I'm not sure if you're far away or if it's just bad, bad signal. Well, he's fine. I was on Bluetooth. How's this? There you go. Perfect. Um, I've been following the railroad story because it is very important. Um, the the demands from the union aren't aren't anything crazy. Uh, as of right now, like they don't even get sick days. They're working six plus plus days a week. Um, 
there's a good uh, breaking points is where I get all my news. It's an independent news source, and they, they do a good breakdown uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, I just wanted to pop up and give a pro-union uh, take on that. No, man, I mean, what, what you said, the demands aren't absolutely insane. I'm just worried about if they do end up striking, right? Just it is to, Supply chain's already fucked. But if that happens, it is going to be mega fucked. So, yeah, I, 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 I think they just know like this is the perfect time to bring it up, though, right? Like from a leverage standpoint, like they have all the leverage. So, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about. It. I really don't know much about the topic, but just with, from the little I know, I just think it seems like a a good plan. I think it'll probably get resolved. But I haven't. Again, I haven't looked into it too much. But if it's reasonable and you know based on the timing, you know, I don't. It's far no, to, like, it's to your happen. point earlier, yeah, the with the midterms coming on, I guess I'd be more worried about it after midterms. Then let the shit go to hell in the handbasket when they think keep the house and you know whatnot. But but yeah, it would not be good. That's all I know. Wonky I mean, it'd never be a good time for that to happen. Well. So the question is, I think, that all of this is boiling down to, how can wonky stonks save the world? You know, resolve all the union issues, um, end inflation, um, you know, I guess solve world hunger, fix the floods, and... Like, I, I I don't know, man. Like, that is the next step from this discussion is what are our action plans to fix everything? Step one is obviously somebody accepting a ribbon offer that I just made on all ribbons. I mean, that's phase one. Bog, I thought I heard you the other day say you were getting close to 100 stocks. That's probably step two. Um, you know, it's for for the greater good. For the greater good. Bog, how many you have? Oh, my bad. I was uh, just on a call. I, I have like 85, I think, something like that. So that's really not going to do too much, but that'll be easy to get to 100. That's impressive. 85. I think I'm sitting at. I think I'm only sitting at like 16 or 17. I need to get some more. 20 is a good number. Double whale status. Yeah. No, I've been been degening right now on something else that I've been really filling my bags and going for the home run. The yoga apes? (laughs) No, no, no. The the moodies? Yeah, I have like 5 or 6% of the supply. I, I don't know. I just think it's like a long, but I, I just think it's like a sick art collection. And, and again, it's like, it's not going to do anything till the next market, like till yeah. the next cycle, but they're so cheap right now that it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I have the conviction. I have a reason for doing it. And again, I don't think it's really too far fetched. I, so. I respect it. Yeah. You know, like it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Ringa art. I mean, completely different, I guess, but, like, similar – I don't know. Am I wrong that it's a similar genre? 
Yeah, it's like I don't. I think the artist said like pop surrealism. I'm not a art guy, so I just like kind of nod in my head. I'm like, yeah, pop surrealism. Sure, I know what that means. But I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I just think it's per. It's cool because like you can. There's so many like kind of like moods per se that you can like switch them for like whatever the market's doing. Like you, there's like a perfect like uh pfp for for like every market situation was just kind of funny for me i mean i mean if you have 400 and something like me like you can switch it for any market situation but um <laughs> i don't know the, the artists are pretty dope and uh they're, they're pretty well known and i i just know that they sold like i was talking to a couple people that collect and like they've heard of them and you know they bought prints for like you know like mid five figures and stuff so it's like these guys are like you know they know what they're doing so I bought a couple of the one of ones just to like hedge my bet too for like dirt cheap. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things like now, like I'm just trying to buy different things. Like, and there's a lot of time, like I'm giving it like at least a year or 18 months to like, you know, to go dumpster diving with NFTs. And there's, and I, I don't really even think like the next wave of things that are going to give us like big multiples are really even out yet. You know, it's, it's like, I don't know what the narrative is going to shift to. You know, even with like the royalties things now, like I, I wanted to bring up an, another thing. Have you seen what's going on with like the MetaShield thing on Solana, Kaleo? Like what they're trying to no. do. So I think they're working with Magic Eden. It's this thing called MetaShield, where unless you sell, you know, or you use the exchange, like they have the right to like blur the image or like basically, you know, like screw you over. And it's like you have no ownership over the NFT and it's like you have to because of they're saying because of royalties and you're you know they're supporting the artists but realistically they want that exchange that they want those exchange fees right like they're kind of disguising it yeah. as like hey we're they're like virtue signaling but we all know like, yeah they're, they they're saying that they're protecting the artists but they're protecting themselves yeah and then the bad thing is like if you think about it from like a like their only value proposition is like okay there's you know less gas fees and you know, it, it's it's just more accessible for the average person to, to trade NFTs on there. But, you know, you have like, you know, Anatoly going and like saying like, oh, we su I support this and yada, yada, yada. And I just feel like it's such an awful take. And it's like kind of kind of like crazy how they're fumbling the bag with that. Um, but I don't know. I heard like they kind of went up, went, you know, back on that stance. And like now they're like because there was so much backlash. But. I mean, the thing they don't realize, it's like with crypto, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like you can't control that. Like People are just going to say, screw you. Right. Like, and that's the thing. So they can say, you know, we support this or, you know, like you should be, you know, using our exchange. But like the public's just really going to like shift away and like they're going to say, screw you. Like we're going to do our own thing. So that's why I think PseudoSwap is going to be the thing for the most part. And, you know, unless you have like rares, like for like a premium collection it really won't matter as much shoot i i thought i, I was muted i said no i haven't heard any of that man i uh if you have any of the articles on it i would be interested to read some more though yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pin, like, there was, like, a big tweet the other day, but I'll, I'll pin that real quick. My man, I appreciate it. All 
Well, actually, gents, I've got to get running a little bit early this afternoon. Um, so I apologize. I've got to go help the girlfriend and her sister um, pack some lunches for kids. So I don't know. Good guy Kaleo. <laughs> Apparently we're packing some lunches and giving them away to some shelter. I have no idea, but it should be fun. That's cool, man. Respect. So, all right, y'all. I Cheers, really man. Thank you. And hope you guys have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Thank you, thank you very much. Later. Bye-bye, everyone. guys. Take care.